This is a Hoff Studios podcast. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Today's a big day. We don't usually do like breaking news <laughs> <laughs> most of our episodes are like you know firsthand accounts and you, you could you could click on them any any day and you know like it would all be you know like good here's the thing this is important for all time but it's especially important for right now we are in the middle of the screen actors guild strike the writers have gotten their deal. They have a tentative agreement. Oh, a tentative agreement. Yep. Thank you so much. Yep. I, um, As you guys know, I am a Screen Actors Guild member. I, um, I did like put out a short episode early on urging us to vote for this strike. I don't know enough. And so I brought in the big guns. And the big guns. <laughs> oh, they're not very big. <laughs> they're like, they're like the, little guns. They're like the lankiest string bean <laughs> guns. But in terms they're like of. They're like sticks. Okay. But yeah. But listen, Erin Fritch. Erin oh, Fritch, actress, activist, mother. Yes. You with your stringy guns <laughs> have done quite a lot. Oh. And I'm really grateful. I, I just. Um, Erin is a dear friend of mine. She's a prolific actress. I can't actually tell you all of her credits on film and TV, but you can check them out on IMDb. She's, a, you know, she's done a lot of pretty cool stuff. Um, Broadway, lots of commercials. You've seen her everywhere. And now you've been devoting your time to our union. Yes. Can you tell us why, my friend? Oh, my goodness. Um, first of all, thanks for having me. Oh, my God. Thanks um, for being did, here. Yeah. This is, one, this is one of my girls. Yeah. So this is just a treat to just be sitting on the couch and getting time with you. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I have been a I've been an actor, a professional actor, and a member of the uh, SAG-AFTRA um, for 23 years. Uh, Actors Equity for about 17, which is the union that represents stage performers. Yeah, SAG-AFTRA is anybody kind of in front of a camera or behind a microphone. So that's you know, actors, singers, dancers, broadcasters, stunt performers, stunt coordinators. Um, we're a really big union, about 160,000 nationwide. Um, and for me, I, you know, it was like the thing you do. I, I studied theater at NYU and it was like, all right, I'm going to try to make a career out of this. I guess, you know, you get a job, you join the union. It's part of the, you know, career Process. path yeah. of becoming a professional performer. Um, and I didn't really think much of it, uh, to be honest, for many years. I kind of didn't really understand the whole um, breadth of what the union does for its members. I will say, though, that you're always and you all have always been the person that we look to to understand our contracts, contracts because actors, yeah. for the most part, and, you know, I'll be honest, most people, you know, they'll they'll sign a, an appearance release yeah. without looking twice. Yeah. Um, I, I, and I am one of those people. You are not. 
I'm a little bit of a contract nerd. Yeah. I'm the person who, yeah, you're right. Like a lot of us just don't read, you know, actors. <laughs> we spend so much of our time trying to get the job that I think there's this mindset, especially if you're just starting out, that you show up on set and you're so grateful to be there and you don't want to ruffle any feathers and they put paper in front of you and you're like, great, where do I? And people don't take the time to read it. Um, I I just kind of enjoy that stuff. Yeah. Um, the nerd part of my brain likes it. And um, you've actually gotten people like money. Yeah. Before. Yeah. Sometimes. Like years. Sure. Years ago. Yeah. You got to read your contracts. You got to read your contracts read your and contracts. know what you're due. Yeah. So I was kind of Even doing, if they're long. I feel like I was kind of doing that um, and helping people out. I just kind of educated myself um, along the process. But I still didn't really understand that. The union is its members, and there's so many opportunities to kind of volunteer uh, for service, as we call it. Um, nobody that that serves in the union as a member, from our president, Fran Drescher, all the way down to people serving on local committees, nobody's paid. It's all volunteer work. It's, it's service. That's why we call it service. Um, and I didn't know much about it uh, until 2018, mm -hmm. when I was starting to notice this trend of commercial work in New York. And you know this. I do. Daniela, if you guys don't know, is an amazing, amazing performer with a lot of voiceover and commercial work under her belt yeah. as well. Yes. And in 2018, things were changing. Well, even before, but it was the first time I remember noticing like, huh, I don't really have as many auditions and there's not as many opportunity. And I feel like our little actor community, we were all doing a lot of complaining yeah. and bitching as we do. Sure. Where you're like, you know, do you, I'm so slow for me. Yeah. Um, and, and why I have was a, it? Well, and I have, so I had a friend who was like, we were just, the union was just kind of getting going with this ads go union campaign and kind of identifying the issue um, of this alternate non-union workforce. And we were coming up on a negotiation year. Um, all of the contracts for SAG-AFTRA that we work under are collectively bargained every, most three years, different time periods for different contracts. We were coming up on uh, the 2019 commercial uh, negotiation. And I just kind of wanted to learn more um, about like, all right, well, I can complain about this or I could try to be part of solving the problem. So I started showing up to these ADSCO union meetings. You had me show up. For you a showed bit. up, <laughs> you recruit other members and we kind of came together and we were all strategizing together to kind of how to save and turn around this, this piece of an acting career that for many of us has been our income and has kind of floated us financially in between the bigger you know, film or television or theater jobs. Which is the commercials, right? So the reason yeah. why, uh, partially why New York actors are able to do theater yeah. off-Broadway, even Broadway, is because we have Madison Avenue right yeah. here, yeah. Um, sort of paying our bills by way of voiceovers, mainly for me, and yeah. on-camera commercials for many exactly. of us Exactly, well. and so there's a whole pool of actors, especially here in New York, working, you know, journeyman actors and actresses who that was a big piece of earning their living and not only that, qualifying for health insurance. That's right. Which you have to have a minimum threshold right now. It's around 26500 just over that. Um, How many people are covered? A very, very, very small percentage. About 80, and I hope I get this right, I believe it's about 87%. Don't quote me, it's in the 80s. Yeah. My brain is having a, a, a dull moment. But um, it is in the 80s. It's in the 80s that do not qualify. The vast Do not majority. make $26,000. $26,500. And these are professional actors? Yeah, these are these are people who are members of our union who are pursuing um, uh, their path and pursuing this, um, pursuing their dream. And so that's that's a big thing to keep in mind. Commercials for many years is how a lot of us got there. Um, so anyway, I just started getting involved and then I found out that we were doing a contract negotiation. I got asked to be uh, an alternate on that committee. Thank God. Um, which is a national committee. And 
uh, led by our wonderful staff, our you know chief negotiators and national executive director. And it's a really awesome process, collective bargaining. And you really realize the power of the voice of the members. Um, and that's kind of how I got started. And I've, I've done two rounds of those commercial negotiations, uh, two rounds of our corporate educational, which is kind of like commercials, little sister. That's like any kind of corporate work. Oh, cool. Um, like industrials? Industrials, yeah. yeah. Which I know yeah. you've done. I have. Everyone's, yeah. yeah. Everyone's done some industrials. I've, I've worked Tele- like every contract. Work. Yeah. I've done every contract. Yeah, all of it. it, it yeah. yeah. And, I, and I would love to do yeah. more. And sometimes ha- that's a to. paycheck that puts you right over and gets you your health insurance. Um, totally. But then as we were approaching this year, um, and I do work the TV theatrical contract as to you. That's our film and television and streaming contract. Um, That's the big one. It's a big one. It's the the one that's. It's a huge one. Got us on strike. Yes. So that is the contract that we're currently striking. Um, I'm sure, you know, you've read it. It's kind of all over the news. It's it's. The fight is existential, uh, mostly because of artificial intelligence. Um, Can we go into what that means? Yeah. Because I actually think that that it's pretty pertinent to whoever is working in social media as well. Yeah. And also for for the rest of us who just post our children online. I think we need to talk a little bit about what artificial intelligence actually means. Yeah. Specifically for SAG-AFTRA and maybe we can, you know. Absolutely. I think it's important to say that this is something that is impacting all of us. Like anyone who goes to the grocery store now knows that, or CVS or a pharmacy, you have the option to maybe see one person or you can go and you can scan it yourself and get, you know, infinitely frustrated because <laughs> it'll you'll do something wrong or you won't put the bag in the right place and you're like, where's the person? Where right. is the person I can talk to to fix this? Um, people are being replaced by machines everywhere. Um, labor is being replaced by machines. And uh, I personally believe that that's not acceptable. I think we can't stop technology, um, but we have to find a way to work with it so that it doesn't replace us. Just to contextualize, like your perspective, my perspective, we're theater people, right? So yeah. you grew up in the theater. I did. Like your your father was an artistic director of a theater. Yeah. You understand the power of being together, of yeah. working together, yeah. of human beings yeah. telling stories, of laughing together, of crying together, of congregating. Yeah. So we have like a, a real um, vested interest in people. Yeah, we have a couple of my favorite picket signs. They were the Writers Guild when they were out on strike. Just had the best signs because they're writers. And right, of course. I they're know genius. The rest of us are just like yeah. I, I feel yeah. I feel oh. like we just need the writers to write our signs. But you know, there was a couple that I loved that were just like saying things like, um, you know. AI doesn't have childhood trauma or AI can't cry on cue, you know, but it's, it's true. All of these things that, you know, chat GPT can maybe spit something out that's good enough, but where's the heart? Where's the human connection? Where's the human story? Where's the experience? Um, I think it's actually really sad to think that, and to think that the consumer would want to consume something so, um, artificial, artificial, unemotional. I I saw Harvey, hmm. What's his name? Anyway, he's the head of the the Grammys, and he came onto his um, Instagram just letting everyone know, like, AI performers do not qualify for Grammy Awards. Mm-hmm. I just want to make that very clear. Like, we are not doing that. Yeah, um, yeah because we need people making art. Yeah. Um, in terms of AI for SAG-AFTRA, how would that um, affect a- – actors work yeah so right now um 
in a, in a bunch of ways. There's something called like a digital replica. And have you ever been scammed? Has that happened to you on set? It happens a lot. Um, folks who do um, background work, which is a very big faction of our membership who do background work. And it's becoming more and more common for them to show up on set and for a producer to say, hey, we're step over here. We're going to scan you. And it's essentially like a digital scan of your body. I've never had it done. Um, but I've heard about it. And now they've got this digital copy that they can manipulate and do things with and essentially create replicas and and use you in, in projects. You Without know, in paying way. you? Well, so right now, one of the things, and we are on strike in that contract for several different reasons, but one of the main reasons we're striking um, is over the artificial, artificial intelligent protect, intelligence protections. And Right now, as our last proposal stood with the AMPTP, who's the body that we negotiate against and comprises all of the, you know, the major studios, ABC, CBS, NBC, Disney, Hulu, Amazon, Netflix. Yeah, all those guys. That's who sits across the table from us. Um, But right now in the last pass, there was language that essentially stated that a background performer could show up for a day of work, get paid, get scanned, and then... The companies would own their likeness, their image, all of it in perpetuity to use however and wherever you want. And that's just, that's just not okay. It's not okay and it's, it's never okay. been okay. I, just for, for reference, like... Yeah, that performer is then now out of a job for all of those other days that they would then be called in to say, hey, we need you to be here. We need you in this scene. Why would they call a human if they can plant it, you know, digitally? So. Well, if I may, like the way I have made a living for the past 15 years is by showing up on set. Anytime you guys see me on Ocean's 8 or if you if you watch that one episode I was on, um, The Americans, I would get paid for that performance. Not just the time that I got on set, but for that time it aired, right? So that's, that's called residuals, right? So if I did um, a Colgate commercial... I would get paid for the session fee. Yep. And then every time it would play on television, I would get paid. Almost in the same way as every time I step on stage, I would get paid to perform for you. Yeah. My likeness has been lent to the WB or FX or, you know, Colgate. And I rent it to them essentially. I, I, I and they pay, they pay rent <laughs> in the form of residuals. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thanks. Thanks for giving this to me. Yeah. So when we because they're profiting off of your performance, image, off of your performance, and off of your likeness. That's exactly, exactly right. Yeah. So we would never say like when I give a Klezmer concert, like we're not going to pay her, right? No. Like God, if it's too uh, you got You got yeah. It's we got to pay. She's performing. Yeah. I, I'm performing. Yeah. You know, in that Colgate commercial, that whatever. Um, it's not live, but that's not the yeah. art form. Yeah. Okay. So I just wanted to like let you know that like you're talking to two people who like literally have children who eat because yeah. we get paid yeah. residuals. Yeah. And a be- I want to give you a little history on that, a little history note, and yeah. also just then revisit kind of the principles of what we're fighting for in AI. Okay. Um, we went on strike in 1960 as well alongside the writers. And do you know what came out of that strike? Is it residuals? It's residuals. Oh, yeah. Residuals and our pension and health fund. Oh, wow. I mean, two things that are like 
these pillars of what we have in terms of our union protections and benefits. So just, just to highlight the power, how, how impactful a strike can be um, when it's the right time and you have really the unity and power of the membership and you know the public support and the solidarity of other unions, which we have right now. You think we do have the public support? Oh, my goodness. Yay. Overwhelmingly, there's been polls that have come out. The public really does support us because they see it, because this this is a bigger this is a bigger fight than for the writers or the actors or right now the UAW, the United Auto Workers who have gone out on strike um, fighting again to not have their jobs replaced mm. in the dawn of electric cars, you know, mm. to say, OK, we're not fighting the technology, but those jobs making these electric cars should be union. Um, so it's kind of universal and the support of other labor unions right now for us has been unprecedented and really heartening to see um i saw the hotel workers union yeah um at They're one striking. of the strikes yep um you know the picket lines and it was so beautiful to realize like we are in the middle of a revolution yeah i think it is and i think the writers i, I gotta give it to them they really held strong how long they were they on um strike for Hundred and I well, God, I don't again. Don't quote me on this. Hundred and seventy something days. It was high. It was it was getting close to two hundred. But they really, really held tight. And um, yeah, they have a you know they have the tentative deal now that's been uh, voted by the leadership and it's going out to the membership to ratify. So that should be happening shortly. Um, they really stuck together. We SAG-AFTRA was on their side from day one. Standing, uh, you up. were there on I the was, lines with them I was. before we even yeah were day considering one we showed up. Yeah, that's a really special creative relationship. You know, we're all in it together, and the studios can't do it without us. They can't do it without writers. They don't have scripts. There's no projects, and then once the scripts are made, they need actors mm. to bring the scripts to life. So, mm -hmm. um, you know, there is a lot of leverage there, and we kind of this has been a really exciting moment to own that leverage mm. and to let the world know that um, we're not going to be replaced by AI. Yeah, what we're looking for in particular is consent, compensation, and control. Is I think the best way I can express it. You know, consent for a performer to say, "Yes, you may digitally replicate me, but." I now understand what that means. Here's the fences around how that can be implemented, about how where that can go. Compensation, you're going to pay me. Right. And you're going to pay me when it's here and here, and you're not going to just pay me once. And control, again, that's the fences I'm talking about, which have to do with really being honest and having full transparency about how a company intends to use that replica. We're not saying don't do it because the technology is here. We just need to find a way to work with it that honors labor and the worker and doesn't replace us. Well, I, I love that you mentioned labor and worker. Yeah. Because creative labor is labor. Is labor. That's it. That's we, one of my favorite sayings. That's right. And we say it here about being a mother. And as yeah. you know, domestic labor is labor. Yeah. And Does, a labor of love is still labor. It's labor, babes. It's labor. It's yeah. labor. We got to get compensated for this. We yep. got to get respect for this. Yep. Um, I want to give an example of one time that maybe our audience knows about an AI performance. And that's in Star Wars, actually. Oh, yeah. It's already happened. Yeah. Someone was, someone performed a role posthumously. Yeah. Um. But I think he was paid. I think very his... generously compensated. Okay, so and there we go. And that is the case. And you're hearing already about celebrities who have these replicas, and the idea is like, you know, J Lo can't be in a million places at once. So if J Lo is paid tons of money to have a digital replica of J Lo, there's a lot of ways that can work for her brand and her likeness. But she's consenting to it, and she's being compensated for it. So what happens then to the scale performer? What happens to the person without the clout? 
to you and me who don't command in this moment millions and millions <laughs> yeah. of dollars. Not yet. Not yet. Um, what happens to us yeah, when they want it? When they want to use it? So that and that's who we negotiate for. You know, a very small percentage of our members. Yes, we have the whole celebrity contingency. And all they've the been stars, very, and very they have supportive. been amazing. They have been yeah. out on the lines every day alongside. F. Murray us. Abraham is is right there. He comes every day to Netflix where I strike Captain and Eight 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 Broadway. <laughs> he's great. And yeah, he's great. So many of them have have stood up and shown up. And there's this really beautiful. We were talking about this a little before we started. Mm. There's this really beautiful sense of community on the pickets, and and nobody nobody's. It's not lost on us that this is hard. And that people are suffering, you know, not only those of us who can't work, but all the other jobs, you know, the craft service, the tech, you know, the the crews, everybody. set designers. Everybody around us. Hair and makeup. That's right. Costumers. That's right. Who needs us to go back to work? Everybody's hurting. So it's not, it's not like this, like, hey, we're at the picket and we're partying. But it's this feeling of, of family and community that I find incredibly touching especially still coming out of the pandemic um, and living in an era where we mostly audition in isolation via self-tape. Which wasn't the case before. We no, used to just we like used to go in the, hang out with our dogs and babies. And you'd have your waiting room friends room. and you'd be yeah. like, you want to get coffee? Because yeah. we've got some time before the next thing. And it was this whole I'm so glad we had that, by the way. I know. I'm so, I, know. I, I feel so happy. Sometimes I walk down the street I know, and I'm I like, I'm that. so happy I'm 39. Like, I'm so happy I got to live in a I time know. when I got to hang out with you and yeah. get to know you that well in this like vulnerable yeah. uh, situ- you know, situation like right before a job interview yeah. that we were up against yeah, against and that each we were competing still- for, but it was like, you're great. Let's, you know, That's good hang. luck. Good luck. Let's go get a coffee after. I met, I've met some of my best friends through waiting rooms. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Our mutual best Our friend. Our mutual best friend, which is the reason you moved to Brooklyn. This is also true. Yeah. Also true. Yeah. Um, what else can we say um, about uh, what we're fighting for? Mm, respect. Can I just say this? Yeah, please. My friend Genevieve Angelson wrote a beautiful um, article for Town & Country about how this is sort of hearkening uh, and stoking some of the the residual coals around the Me Too movement and how so many of us in the entertainment industry just felt like at the whim of the powers that be. Like mm-hmm. we we had no um, we had no leverage. We we were just happy to be there. It didn't matter how much you were paying us. It didn't matter that you stopped giving us residuals. Giving, by the way. Um, yeah. That was in quotes. Yeah. Um, there, there's this feeling like, I think part of the reason why it felt, feels good to be together again is all of a sudden I look at us and I'm like, oh my gosh, we are adults. And we've been um, infantilized for a long time. Why is it that Aaron's the only one who actually reads the contracts? Like, <laughs> we're just happy to be there. Like, yeah. we are, we should be consenting yeah. adults. We, we can't just be like... Um, willy-nilly anymore I think for a long time it was it was that way because we were making a living and insurance in an easeful enough way I mean everybody knows that show business is hard yeah but now even people who have and if you guys read the article that Genevieve wrote on town and country this is a person who's a working actor who's a well-known actor who's been on Broadway who's held series regular roles this is not this is not the journeyman actor this is someone you know struggling yep. to make ends meet. We hear those stories nonstop. Nonstop. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. uh, of the Genevieves of the world, of right? Every, but at every level. Yeah, it really resonated. At every level. And people that you think are 
you know, take orange is the new black. I don't oh. know if you said, right, right? Um, Amazon, right? Am I right that that came out it on Amazon? It was Netflix. It was, ne- was it Netflix? Yeah, it was one of the first on okay, Netflix. So Netflix. Yeah, and it was okay. under like a web series contract. By the way, I had done a yeah, web series like, that was like five. was it? Yeah, it was, f- I did a web series that was five minute episodes <laughs> and we paid people like $100 an episode because that was the contract. Yeah. Netflix was doing the same model. They paid a little bit more and they were longer, but it was... They were, they were not getting paid residuals. Well, so that's the issue. So you basically had this show that was a hit and made the streamer essentially a hit and put the streamer on the map. And all of these people kind of overnight got all this notoriety and yet they got paid, you know, their good scale wages because um, a lot of them were, un, you know, working actors, amazing actors, not Mostly superstars, women. a lot of women. A lot of women of so color. So they're getting paid for the work, right? A huge, beautiful, diverse cast. And then because streaming you know this new model and we don't it doesn't pay the same residuals that we have in traditional broadcast which really do reward actors I think in in a more fair way um they weren't making any money yet they were so recognizable and famous and yet still couldn't pay their rent and couldn't yeah and just had all these issues it just goes to show you would never know yeah um because by the way yeah often and I think this is the case uh, because now I work in the sort of um, creator space and the like I don't know if we call it influencer space anymore but I think people are um, paying you by way of exposure and it's like yeah. babes that that doesn't pay my rent <laughs> you yeah. know like like a payment by way of yeah like fame fo- like right. what more like, follower I feel like that is just such a cop out it's it like, is such no, a cop you out be paid for that yeah because these these companies are yeah. making money yeah well and that's a good segue into another big thing that we're fighting for and striking for we talked about AI we're also fighting for better streaming residuals and not only that we're we've actually proposed an entirely new structure which is based on um revenue from subscriptions think about it these streaming platforms charge charge you and you and you and all of us who choose to subscribe because you know the new hit show is on netflix and now there's something on hulu and oh peacock is a thing in paramount and so all of a sudden i don't know about you but i'm like we're paying a lot more i money. try i yep. just i'm it's really irresponsible, but I feel like I just don't look because I'm afraid to add it all up because you know. it's so much. It's a lot of money. But I got to see all the shows. And also cable. And cable. And, and I have a kid. Cable. I have two kids. That's so right. they like. So you have to have the Disney Plus for the kid and all the stuff. <laughs> so you add it all up. Or I do at least. No, no. But yeah. I do. You, I, I do. Yeah. But you add it all up and people are spending all this money, but then. But then the shows that are making them the money, the shows that are drawing the viewers to the platform, where the the viewer is paying month after month after month, we don't even see any piece of that, of that revenue. And so we're asking for it. We're basically, that is a proposal. That's something we're fighting for. Thank um, you. And, and just to bring up the the streaming residuals in general to a place that that is respectable. I mean, we sometimes get checks for a cent, three cents. <laughs> it's less than the cost of a stamp to mail the check. So... Um, that's a big piece of what we're fighting for. I just want to say respectable because um, I just want to like pull that word out yeah. and just say like respectable, livable. Livable. <laughs> livable. Like I think we've like glamorized this idea of a struggling actor. Yeah. And it's not glamorous. No. No. And we shouldn't again. Like we have families yeah. who. This is a real career path. It's a profession and it's labor and we should be compensated fairly. Um, we also live in this inflationary era, which is another reason we're fighting for our minimums. You know, the raises that we've achieved um, over the past, when you you circle in 
when you factor in inflation, mm. it's it's not a raise. Like a, our per diems haven't changed in well, many years. Well, that too. But I'm talking about just our general increases to like our session or our basic scale rates. You know, those go up every every bargaining cycle by X amount percent or contributions to our pension and health plan. But inflation has been so high. So you have to, we are now going in asking like, okay, you're going to have to give us a raise that's up here. Right. To just catch up. Right, right, yeah. So we're making more in 2023 than we did in 2020. And so that's a thing we're fighting for. Thank um, you. There's all kinds of um, really interesting things. And all of the proposals come about through a process called W&W, &W, which the entire membership can participate in across the country. And it's a really, um, really beautiful democratic time when meetings are set up from all the locals. You know, we have so many smaller locals even outside of Los Angeles and New York. You know, Chicago, Washington, Mid-Atlantic, San Francisco, Hawaii. Um, there's work out there. There's work. Atlanta has a ton oh, of work. Yeah. And so every local gets together and they have meetings and they put forth proposals basically saying this is this is not working and I propose this idea. So anybody, any member can have a say. And then it kind of filters through um, a national committee, of which I'm a part of this round. Mm. And then you have a national plenary. And then from there, uh, the bargaining package is formed. And that's what we push across the table on day one. And um, and, and you're about to do that. Isn't that we're right? We're about to go back, which is kind of the big deal. news. Yeah. Yeah. So we began bargaining in early June. Um, bargaining shut down and that's why we're on strike uh there was a couple of really big issues they wouldn't even address they would they would they wouldn't even talk about they were moving the furniture around on the titanic good for, yeah. oh god yeah. fran drescher god yeah. bless her god, she's she's something else yeah. yeah and so we um yeah we we had a strike authorized which you mentioned earlier you voted on we put that out to the membership we had like 98 point something percent an unprecedented uh yes vote return on that which wasn't an authorization to strike it was just an authorization it was a yes vote to authorize the national board and negotiating committee to call a strike if we felt it was necessary which we did in mid-july and we've been on strike 70 something days i should know that um well you know what when we reached out to you yeah we're in late september right now yeah. and we reached out in june because we that's plan right. these things in advance that's right because because most of our content is evergreen um we really thought the strike would be over by now when we reached out it, it seemed like oh it would go on forever at one point like we really had no idea yeah um oh, but i'm surprised i'm i'm genuinely surprised <laughs> that we're sitting here and you're about to go to la yeah we just just yesterday we got confirmation that we will be meeting uh our sag after will be meeting with uh, the amptp on monday morning um, monday morning and it's yeah, thursday you guys I, yeah wow. on monday and um there will be uh, executives from some of those uh, studio entities at the table, as was the case with the Writers Guild, um, which is exciting. Um, I mean, we are ready to get down to business. I hope they're ready to get down to business. Um, we know what we're standing for. We know what we're fighting for. So um, you can't get there without talking. So it's, mm -hmm. it's really good news to be talking. But I and think you weren't talking all summer. And we weren't. We we the whole time from the minute talks broke down, we were very clear that our team, the SAG-AFTRA, was ready to go back to the table at any point. And so this is the first engagement and offer to do that. So of course we're all going to jump on planes and and get back there. Um, I think it's important in light of the writers 
reaching a tentative agreement to understand that our contract and our proposals are not the same while there is some overlap. Um, we have a very different membership body. We have very different types of needs. So I am elated for the writers that they seem to really have gotten the deal that they want. Yeah. Um, and their membership will ratify it if they believe that that's you know, a deal that they do want, um, which I believe they do. I'm hearing some really positive things Great, among membership. But it's important for us to keep in mind the writer's timeline may not be our timeline. I, I cannot say if this will be done quickly, if this will take a long time. All we know is that talks are starting, and I believe that's a really good thing. What does that mean for you? I mean, I know that you're a mom. Yeah, <laughs> you know, like I know. You've done this once before. Was it six weeks the first we time We were around? supposed to be out for six and a half weeks, and it was ended up being almost uh, three and a half weeks, excuse me, and we ended up being out for almost six because we gave them an extension. Um it's a long time to be away from your kiddo. Yeah. Um, but he's, uh, I mean, you know Beckett. He's, I do. He's, he's so cool. Yeah. Guys, he's, I he's, see him on the on the schoolyard like, all the yeah, time. Our kids, our kids go to the same <laughs> go to the same school. But he's a great kid, and he's like got all the things. He's got soccer and chess club, and so he's like, oh yeah, bye mom. Like it's yeah, fine. he's eight. He's eight. Yeah. yeah. So he's like okay with it. He's probably yeah, really proud of you. Yeah, I don't think I you. could have done it when he like even a couple years ago but i'm i'm really fortunate to have a village and you and know. jay your your partner yeah. is yeah. like really he's hands on, on. It. my family's in connecticut i have i have billy i have an amazing uh babysitter who's a um like a family member to us also an so, actress can i just say i have the chills every yeah, time someone her. actually mentions their babysitter which is by the way i've yeah. been doing this for two years yeah. it doesn't happen enough yeah when no, we she's shout my, out our babysitters she's our like nannies. my earth angel i love her she's and great. Uh, Billy, if you're listening, I love you, and I could not live my life without you. Yeah, well, I mean, you couldn't yeah. be making this huge change uh, yeah. on our behalf without Billy, well, and I thank Billy, and I thank you. It's tremendous, and I'm. Um, I don't want to close out this conversation without just like giving a nod to your dad, who Aww. you know, who's an actor. Oh, I could cry just thinking I about know. it. You <laughs> really just what are you doing to me? Dude? I just, I just know. I, I just like I, I, you, you like you really are are going to bat for us mm. in a huge way. <laughs> I'm so grateful because we we really couldn't do our art without proper contracts and respect and like and a person who can speak to it with such integrity oh. I really really appreciate it I know your dad is probably so proud of you <laughs> <laughs> um, and that you're like carrying on his legacy in such an impactful way I mean look it's like really like the whole world oh. is looking at us and and realizing like you can't treat artists like shit anymore yeah so um yeah I just wanted to say that like on a family level I feel yeah. like this is really resonating. It's really profound to me. I was just talking about him the other day and like he, um, yeah, there's a whole beautiful history, but he essentially like by by speaking up and raising his voice, you know, saved a beautiful theater from being demolished oh, wow. in the 80s. And that was what kind of started it. And he brought people together and he believed in volunteerism and activism and um, doing this now and like going back and hearing people who knew him tell those stories it, it just feels incredibly meaningful that um yeah there's a piece of him and and what I learned and, and what he believed um in art and community and fighting for what's right and standing up and not taking the bullshit not taking the bullshit yeah, yeah. because we're meaningful members of society yep and we contribute a lot mm. 
Mm. A lot. Where did people turn in the pandemic? What did they do? They watched they TV. Watched, they watched SAG After members. Yeah, they did. Yeah. Um, any parting words? Did we miss anything? Um, oh God, just thank you for having me. And you know, you. it's this strike. It will end at some point. I can't say when. And I just really hope that anybody listening uh, who's a member or a supporter, like unions really matter uh, and they do a lot for members. Um, and even if you're not a part of a union, you can support unions. And anyone right now, um, while we're back at the negotiating table, please come out to our pickets. Uh, we have four running in New York, and you don't have to be a member to come out and show your support. Get loud on social media. Uh, the louder we are, the more in, solidar in solidarity we are. They hear us. The studios hear us, and they see us, and it really does make a difference. Um, yeah, just come out and support. We'd really appreciate it. I really appreciate you. I appreciate you. Thank you. My friend. Thanks for tuning in, guys. See you next week on the Mom Curious Podcast. You can follow Erin Fritch oh, yeah. on social media. Sure. On Instagram, yes. Yeah, I'm there. And I'm at Daniela Rabani. We would love to engage with you in this conversation. So thank you. Thank you. Have a great day. Thank you, as always, for listening to the Mom Curious Podcast. My name is Daniela Rabani. I am your host. And I would love to continue this conversation at Daniela Rabani on Instagram. And if you'd be so kind to rate and review, share this podcast, I would be just really grateful. Catch you next time, every Tuesday on the Mom Curious Podcast. Produced by Hoff Studios. You can find them at Hoff Studios on Instagram as well. All right, have a great day.